What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello and good day to you, my friend. Today's episode is an expansion of an IG post, which then I made into a newsletter, and now here we are. Because of the number of responses I had from y'all saying, thank you for talking about this, and how many people reached out saying they thought they were the only ones, and this is the whole point here, my point of what I'm doing here, to change how we understand and approach mental health and to understand that it is a human thing and not a you-specific thing. And so what we're talking about today is catastrophizing or catastrophic thinking, aka doom spiraling, anxiety spiraling, spiraling out, worst case scenario, spinning out of control, all of these things. It is easy to think that you are the only one dealing with this when people who don't deal with these issues and don't understand uh, what you're talking about when and if you choose to talk about it. For me, I talk about all kinds of things just always, which I know people think is weird and I'm okay with that. Um, (laughs) I voice my irrational, catastrophic thinking all of the time because number one, shame can't survive the light and we have to name the thing to take its power in order to, you know, tame it and understand sometimes just saying things out loud helps us to understand it's irrational or that um, helps us work through it, helps us find a solution. It just helps to get it out of our head. And so I do. And people poke fun because it seems wild to them uh, that I can jump from zero to 100 so quickly um, into doom. And it is wild what our imaginations can do, but they stay doing it anyways. And so here we are. I am going to start with the story that I shared on IG first, and then we'll get into some other things. So uh, a few days ago, I spent, I guess it was yesterday. Uh, When I'm recording this, it will be, you know, not yesterday by the time you hear it. Anyways, I spent a few hours at the ER with my husband. He is fine and we're home now. It wasn't anything serious. But before I knew that, he came home from an urgent care appointment with an immediate referral for uh, to go to the ER for a uh, CAT scan um, imaging because he was having pressure and pain on one side of his head and it was kind of going down into the side of his arm and things. It was It was a little bit scary. It could be something super minor, or it could be the scary stuff. And so with that uh, referral to the ER for this uh, immediate imaging, I spiraled into the worst case scenario, thinking it's a tumor, I'm losing my husband, who is my only friend and the only good thing I have in my life, which is not true, but we see how this thought process goes. Um, you know, I'll have to move out of my apartment because I can't afford it on my own. I have nowhere to go. Where will I live? My life is as good as it is because of him. I can't, what am I supposed to do? You know, and then I'm alone and homeless. And as I'm going through this, I called a coworker because I was supposed to be working, um, and going in to, you know, take some pictures of brains. 
And I can't hold back this flood of tears as I call my coworker to ask him to take the scan for that day so I could go to the ER with my husband. I was terrified when we went there. And so, of note, a worst case scenario is dependent on your imagination and the experiences you have for reference. So if you have experienced adverse events that inform your understanding of the world, your worst case scenario may be drastically different than someone else's. It probably will be. We all have a different understanding of the world based on our experiences that we've had to shape our understanding of it. And so uh, I recognize a couple of things here. Uh, Something Brene Brown calls foreboding joy, which is the idea that when things are going really well or something really good happens, we spiral into the worst case scenario because it's obviously, with air quotes that you can't see, too good to be true. My life right now is in a place that I could have never imagined and not in the way that I imagined. I'm still not yet a millionaire, but I do love my life and I really like myself. And these are things that I could not have said prior to recent years. And I could have never imagined the amount of peace and joy that I experience on a regular basis. And sometimes it feels too good to be true. And so I find myself catastrophizing And so what catastrophizing is, it is a cognitive distortion where we jump to the worst case scenario, usually with very little information to inform our conclusion. And uh, what a cognitive distortion is, as defined by Harvard Health, is uh, intentional mental filter, I'm sorry, internal mental filters or biases that increase our misery, fuel our anxiety, and make us feel bad about ourselves and our situation in life. Our brains are constantly processing lots of information. And to deal with this, our brains seek shortcuts to cut down on our mental burden. Efficiency is one of our brain's top goals. We've talked about this before. And catastrophizing is a common cognitive distortion. It both fuels anxiety and also occurs as a result of anxiety and depression and PTSD and history of trauma. It's quite a cycle that it creates. So we know that the brain has an automatic negative bias. We've talked about that. Some research suggests that up to 70% of our thoughts in a day are negative. And that stems from an evolutionary survival tool to assess danger and threat in our environment. And so when we have experienced traumatic events in our developmental years, like over 60% of the U.S. adult population has... This can reframe our worldview and reinforce beliefs that the world is just a bad place, that we are never safe, or that we can't trust others. Which makes sense when we have been through experiences that teach us those things. But nothing is always true when we overgeneralize. It's it's not going to be true all of the time. And so, again, you are not the only one who does this. And I have a few ways here that can help uh, just to practice awareness and reframe this common cognitive distortion. We always start with breath so we can calm our mind and body so that we can have access to that higher thinking brain so that we can rationalize, so we can think through, do I have the facts? Is there evidence to support all of these terrible things that I imagine happening or not? And then recognize the negative and catastrophic thoughts and interrupt them. Don't let them just like run, run away with you. 
we can interrupt our thought process with something else. And something that helps with that is mindfulness. Practicing mindfulness and grounding ourselves in the present moment, what currently actually exists, not what we're imagining our, you know, doom to become, what exists right now. And to do that, using our felt senses, smell, touch, taste, sight, sound, all of these things that only exist right now. And then once we have interrupted those thoughts and we have calmed our mind and body with breath, accessed a little bit of our parasympathetic system to offset some of that panic, we can get curious and ask questions. Ask ourselves, what facts do I currently have that support this thing that I'm thinking? And then ask, are there any other possible outcomes out there? Which there always are. And then ask, are any of those positive? And whether you believe them in that moment doesn't really matter. Are any of them positive? Is it possible that this could go away other than the terrible way that we are imagining? And yes, is usually always the answer. And this is not a magic solution that will make this thought pattern just disappear because that's not how the brain works, but it will help to begin reframing and reshaping how you are able to relate to these patterns and how much they affect you, how they affect you. And so remember, your thoughts are not absolute truths. They are just some shit that your head made up. You get to accept them or reject them. You get to allow them to keep it, you know, keep it pushing along and run their course or give them your attention and focus so that they can grow. Because the things that we give our attention to grow and become a little bit stronger in those neural pathways. And we're telling our brain with that attention, these things are important and we need to pay attention. We need to look for more things like this. So again, this takes awareness and the ability to recognize when we are doom spiraling and interrupt those thoughts and choose with intention what we want to be programming into our thought patterns. And another reminder, although thoughts are not things, they do create a cascade of physiological effects in your body. They are instructions. And so it is no wonder it becomes an anxiety feedback loop when we are imagining the worst case scenario. And then when we activate our physiology of our stress response, and we feel those sensations in our body, we then confirm that we knew we had to have a reason to worry, and then it goes on. Taking on a whole life of its own until we interject and choose to make a pivot move. So along with the above steps to take, it is always easier to practice these tools when we are otherwise giving our body and brain the ingredients it needs to function properly. That means sufficient sleep, protein, fats, carbs in our diet, veggies, and vitamins that support brain and nervous system function, time in nature outdoors, movement to keep our brain working smoothly, time in silence, breath control, cold exposure, writing and other creative endeavors, and social connection. All of the things that we build into our nervous system hygiene practice. There is a reason that we practice nervous system hygiene. It is so that our brain and body work. We can, you know, fight off some of the stress and have more access to our rational thinking brain. Choose what behaviors and thoughts we want to be producing and creating habits out of. And so all of these things are important to keep us functioning And we need to be functioning properly to have access to our thinking brain and be able to recognize the patterns that aren't serving us. 
again, when we have this catastrophic thinking and we start to spiral out, we usually take one piece of the puzzle, one piece of information that we have access to and just make shit up, create a whole story that is not serving us, that is not useful or, or, you know, usable in a way of keeping us uh, grounded and going in a direction that feels good or that we want to be going. And that's not to say that bad stuff doesn't happen. It absolutely does, which is why we need to have access to our thinking brain so that we can plan and make decisions and create behaviors and habits to help navigate those things. But like in the above mentioned example with this situation with my husband, the only information that I had was that we needed to go run some tests because it could be nothing or it could be something. And I went to, you know, death and homelessness. And I understand why my head went there. (laughs) And um, I'm not going to like beat myself up or like be mad that I, you know, have these irrational thoughts because it's just how my nervous system understands the world. But what I am going to do is choose to recognize that, choose to interact with it in a way that serves me, interject, ground myself, soothe my nervous system, and give myself more useful thoughts and behaviors until I have more information. And at the end of the day, the the rest of that story, the information that I was missing was that everything was fine. There were, you know, there was nothing serious, nothing life-threatening, nothing that was going to include death or homelessness at all. And so I just needed more information. So if we can just allow ourselves to take care of our nervous system, monitor our thoughts, stay present so that we can allow that those pe- those other pieces of the puzzle, the, the more information, additional information to come to us. And so we have a wider perspective on the situation, then we don't have to fill in the blanks with some crazy shit. So that's all I have for you today. I hope that this was useful for you. I had a lot of feedback. And so I wanted to make sure for people who aren't on my mailing list, which if you're not, go ahead and do that. The link to sign up is always in the show notes with all my information there. Um, or who didn't see this on IG. I, I really wanted to get this out because I had so much response for this. And it's so common. And we don't talk about these things. And so we need to just understand it's a human thing. It's not a deficit in you in any way. You're not weird for it. It's just our nervous system response to things that are going on. So let's work with it. If you found this useful, please share it with a friend who needs to hear it because I know there are more people out there that need to hear this. And then we'll do this again next week. So until then, I'm wishing you a beautiful week. Thank you endlessly for spending your time with me. Until next week, peace out.